Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. You're listening to a Brawl Network and Eagles Brawl podcast. You love the Philadelphia Eagles! Let me get a hell yeah! This is the Kelly Green Show. You're a bunch of underdogs. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. On one stage, Super Bowl 55 is set, and on the other, the Eagles offseason is in full swing. We've got a head coach, and his staff is quickly coming together. Many are saying the decision to hire Nick Sirianni was a move by Lurie to help Carson Wentz, but I think the move signals a lot of focus on developing the younger offensive players and not just one guy. I and I cannot wait to speak to my next guest about all these things going on with our team. He's been a reporter at the Associated Press for over 20 years, is the author of Birds of Prey, and the host of Faith on the Field show for 97.5 The Fanatic Radio, Rob Motti. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Rob. How are you? I'm great, Kelly, and it is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I mentioned in the intro that you've had a successful career in journalism so far. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit about how your career path steered you towards covering the NFL and Philadelphia sports for the AP? Well, I grew up in Philly. I grew up in South Philly, and I was like a diehard fan all my life. And, you know, I played baseball. That was like my dream. I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player once I got to college, and I was playing Division Three baseball. I realized that was about it for me because I, I hit 400 as a sophomore. That's not good enough in college. That's Division Three baseball. You're not going to go anywhere. And I tore ligaments in my thumb, tore my rotator cuff, and I was like, what am I going to do? I'm never going to make it to the majors. Uh, and I, I thought about law school because people said I argue very well. I sat in for the LSATs, Kelly, without ever – like I didn't study for them. You know, my parents are like, oh, you should be a lawyer whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I go take the LSATs. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is why people study for this. I do <laughs> nothing. I'm like, this, uh, this is not going to work out. So I was a business major, switched to English, went into journalism, and my career quickly took off. Upon graduation, I worked at the Courier Post. Uh, I began as an intern and then a producer at WIP Radio. And uh, within about two years of graduation, I ended up at the AP, and it's been 21 years now at the AP. I began as a news writer, and within three months, the sports, the main sports writer at AP left, and there had only been three people in that position in the history of Philadelphia sports coverage for the AP. One guy for like 50 plus years, another for like 10, another one for like 10, and at the time, like, uh, 
you know, I, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is a dream gig. And they're like, oh, no, you'd never get it. You can't, you're not, you're not going to be able to, to get this job. You're going to have to start out in a small market, you know, go work for AP in Idaho, Iowa, whatever. Like, I'm going to apply. I applied and, you know, I got the job and I'm still here. So it's been, it's been awesome covering the Phillies, covering the Eagles. In the beginning, I used to cover all four teams. I would even cover Penn State. So, like, I would work, you know, 80 hour weeks. It was crazy. But uh, three years in, they hired uh, Dan Gelston, who covers the Flyers, the Sixers, and colleges, so I could focus on the Phillies, Eagles, and I've added NFL coverage to my duty. So I do NFL nationally, which I'm excited about going to another Super Bowl because it seems like every time I go, Tom Brady's there anyway. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know whenever your reports come out, I I look at them specifically because I really do um, – believe in you know the reporting that you put out uh, you're not just gonna say anything to get you know clicks and stuff like that you're putting out some really great articles so I appreciate the work you're doing um, in one of your previous reports it was at the end of the season I actually spoke about it on one of my podcasts uh, previously uh, regarding Wentz needing some space from the organization after the season concluded. His benching had to be a challenge for him, but I think Lori this offseason had to make some tough decisions and ultimately um, let Peterson go. He, he's trying to do what he can to potentially give an olive branch, extend an olive branch to the quarterback. Um, so in your early January reporting, you wrote that the relationship between Wentz and the organization was strained. It'll take some work from both sides to get things to get sorted out. Since Sirianni was hired, um, we've heard that he reached out to Carson. Do you think that enough is being done to restore some faith and trust there? You know, that's a very difficult thing to answer, Kelly, because I can't put myself into Carson's thinking. Um, I know that there had been reported that he had a rift with Doug Peterson, and I have since said what Doug told me specifically was that those reports were false and that he and Carson got along just fine, and that Carson you know, was fully confident that he could fix Carson. So there's been a contradiction in what some people may think Doug and Carson's relationship was like, and what Doug, who I trust and have a really good relationship with, told me about it. So uh, I reported that the relationship was strained with the organization, and, and I think there's a lot of factors involved there. Some of that has to do with the leaks of misleading information in, in that Carson has never asked for a trade. Carson's camp has never asked for a trade. You know, when I put that out there and I say it, and then I know Mike uh, Garofalo from the NFL Network also reported it this weekend, and I've been reporting it since December, and I believe Mike has too as well. People go, oh, yeah, well, Carson didn't say it, but his camp did. No, no, no. His camp didn't either. So I don't know where those reports are coming from, and some believe that may have trickled down. I have a theory. I've talked about the theory. I don't want to get into it uh, right now. There's a whole lot to it. and um, But I, I believe that the relationship, like any time you have any relationship, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's with uh, friends, when it's strained, you work on it. And I don't know what the team and Carson are going to do going forward, but I believe that there hasn't been any guarantee that he's going to be here that they may still – a lot of people think the Sirianni hiring is going to guarantee that Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback moving forward. And I believe that's what the Eagles are thinking now. But I believe there was a point in time after Jalen Hurts beat the Saints and after Jalen Hurts looked pretty good against Arizona that there was thinking in the organization that maybe 
We will look to move on from Carson Wentz. And how can we spin this into Carson wanting out to justify giving him that contract and then trading him, or maybe also then making it a Carson versus Doug in case it doesn't work out. Then Jalen Hurts struggles against Dallas, struggled a little bit against Washington before he was pulled in the fourth quarter. And I think the thinking among the Eagles is, We've invested so much money into Carson Wentz. The best business move here would be to fix Carson Wentz. So what can we do to fix him, to get him right? Because no matter what you think about Carson Wentz off the field, I know there's been a lot of false narratives that have been spread about him, and I've stood up for him in that regard. I can tell you he was terrible on the field. He did not. I mean, we all saw that, right? He was terrible on the field this season. He needs to be fixed. So I believe that they're thinking, what can we do? So they bring in Nick Sirianni. They bring in an offensive coordinator who's had success with quarterbacks, too, in the past. Success this year with Justin Herbert. So I believe that that's what they're planning to do. But at some point, they're going to have to sit down with Carson and have a conversation. And Carson ultimately knows this. And he's smart enough to know this, Kelly. Whatever he wants to do, it's up to the organization. He signed a contract. He can't He can't force them to trade him, and they know he's not the kind of guy who's going to be a troublemaker who's going to force them into wanting to trade him. So they hold all the cards. Yeah, and uh, I think it's hard for fans. Uh, we're all kind of sorting through the reports of what's true, what has weight to it, what is just, you know, hearsay from different parties. So – it's hard for fans to really fully understand what exactly the situation is at this current moment. I know that at one point you tweeted, it might be best for Wentz to get a fresh start elsewhere. Do you still feel that way? I do. And a reason I feel that way, Kelly, has nothing to do with any conversations that I've had with anyone from Wentz's side or his family. This is just a, me personally. Right. Seeing since the reports began circulating about Carson potential, let's go back to December 20, the day of the Arizona Cardinals game, when Adam Schefter reported on ESPN, and his report was accurate but misconstrued. He said if Carson is going to be a backup, he may want to be traded. Nothing wrong with that. I, I certainly believe if Carson is going to be a backup, he's going to want to be traded, not may want to be. Adam even Cast it with, he may want to be traded. But people took that report, even former players who have media jobs, took that report as Carson is trying to sabotage the organization, as he's trying to sabotage Jalen Hurts on the day of a game when it never came from him. Right. It wasn't even it wasn't even a report. It was speculative. It was Adam just saying, hey, Carson, we've never talked to Carson about this, but if he's going to be a backup, he's, he might want to be traded. Nothing wrong with it. But it was blown into something it wasn't. He was attacked right. viciously for that. He's been attacked viciously since then. People will take one anonymous source who may have an axe to grind and take that person's reporting, well, that person's comments to a reporter as gospel, whereas when you have guys like Jason Kelsey, who we all know is an honest person, right? We have Fletcher Cox. We have Brandon Grant. We have other players who tell you that Carson Wentz is a certain way, and all of a sudden – People are saying Carson Wentz is a – I had a call yesterday on a fanatic saying, oh, Carson's a cancer in the locker room. you got to get rid of him. A cancer how? How is he a cancer? So there's been such a vicious attack on his character in this city by fans based on media reports and by the media for whatever reason based on anonymous sources 
that I think the best thing for this guy is to go somewhere else and start fresh because he's got the weight of Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl here, the contract, the the benching, the coach being fired. And and now here's even a new narrative, Kelly. People are saying, well, the, the Eagles passed over Deuce Staley because he Carson would have never gone for it. Had nothing to do with it. Deuce Staley not getting the job in Philadelphia had everything to do with the Eagles wanting to bring in someone from the Frank Reich tree, someone fresh with new ideas. They've had other opportunities to give the job to Deuce Staley. They didn't. I wish Deuce the best. He was my sentimental choice. He's going to end up in Detroit as a running backs coach. It had nothing to do with Carson. Yet people will try and spin that and blame Carson Wentz for that too. So I, for those for those reasons, me personally, I feel he needs a fresh start somewhere else. I don't think he's going to get it. I I am with you. I don't think he is going to get it. So my next question for you is from, you know, the fact that he did play a little poorly last year. Um, terrible. He was terrible, Cal. We yeah, he, he, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like <laughs> he drag him or anything. He he's been bashed enough, uh, so I don't want to be too mean to him. But how does he rectify things with the fan base if he is to stay the franchise quarterback of the Eagles? I, I don't know how he can because I believe anything he says, people are going to write whatever they want to write. People are going to say whatever they want to say on the radio. Different agendas out there drive different conversations. So I don't know how he can rectify anything. But I will say this. Anytime I'm on The Fanatic and we do any kind of Twitter poll during my show, uh, the overwhelming majority is supportive of Carson Wentz. There was one recently I did two weeks ago before Peterson was fired. And I said, who do you want to be the coach-quarterback combo next year? Peterson, Carson, Peterson, or or Peterson Hurts, Carson and a new coach, or a new coach and a new quarterback. And it was new coach Carson, 60 plus percent of the poll votes. So those fans got their wish. It's a new coach and Carson Wentz. So I do think the majority of fans are Carson Wentz supporters, but there's that vocal minority who like to troll on social media, who are extremely loud. And who you can never win over no matter what unless he wins two Super Bowls. And even if he wins two Super Bowls, people will say, well, Nick Foles won one and he was a backup. And Carson got $128 million and he only won two and Tom Brady won six or seven and all that stuff. So there's certain people who will never be satisfied with what he does. And and I think that's just that's just the way it is in life. I think people just don't like you for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't know what he can say because at this point – so much has been put out there that isn't true, that isn't accurate, that I don't think you could say anything to make everyone happy. But I think he realizes, knowing him, knowing his value system, he's not living his life to please people. Knowing Carson, he lives his life to please the Lord and his family. So that's, you know, you can't please other people. If you live your life to please other people, you're going to fail. I hear you. So the the one thing that I just hope to see moving forward is that if there is any strain with him and other players in the locker room that he is able to, you know, go in, you know, in a new season and say, let's start fresh. Let's get back to work. Let's, you know, he has to put on that leadership hat and be, you know, the franchise guy. And 
Um, that's the only thing that I would really hope to see from him. Just go back to the guys in the locker room and say, you know, we're all in this team together. Let's move forward and let's block out the noise. Let's be a team together. And that would be my hope as far as uh, he's concerned, uh, staying in Philadelphia. So I have this, I have this segment. It's called the Kelly Green Lightning Round. Uh, it's a quick question, quick answer segment to uh, break things up, get to know my guests on a personal level. Um, so are you ready? Sure. Super Bowl 55 champs, Bucks or Chiefs? Uh, I've picked Tampa already on record, so I have to stick with them. I made a, I made a decision like five or six years ago. As long as Tom Brady's still playing, I'm picking him. Fair enough. Favorite TV show? Oh man, favorite TV show. Can I pick a online show? It's called sure. It's the Chosen. Oh, I've never heard of that one. What's that on? Uh I I I get it on an app. Um uh, oh. yeah, it's called The Chosen. It's about the life of Jesus. I'll have to I'll have yeah, to Google it. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so do you think who do you think deserves the NFL Coach of the Year award? Wow, this year NFL Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. The job that he did, I think getting that team into the playoffs. Uh, I, I would give it to him, local guy too. So maybe I got some sentimental uh, uh, choices, reasons for for picking him. I'm definitely with you on that one. Favorite Bernie Sanders inauguration meme? I I, I can just I will say this: <laughs> I'm proud to not have part have taken part in any Bernie Sanders meme, none whatsoever. I did it. I didn't do it, uh, and, and I, I'm just happy that I did it. Fair enough. Um, any hobbies you've picked up? during the pandemic to fill some time? Uh, working out at home instead of working out in a gym. And uh, I was I injured myself last week, so I probably won't be lifting any weights. But here, here's, a, here's a hint for people. If on the first rep of an exercise you feel pain, do not continue for another 45 reps and five. Just don't do it. Don't be stupid. I'm stupid. Fair enough. Well, at least we got some personal <laughs> advice from you out of the Kelly Green uh, segment. I appreciate you uh, uh, humoring me with that one. Okay, so the Eagles cap situation is what it is going into 2021. Uh, we heard a very emotional Zach Ertz at the end of the year. Um, are you hearing anything from around the league as far as potential trades for Zach Ertz, or do you think the team will ultimately have to cut him? It's tricky. Because you look at the contract, which isn't terrible for another team to take on, $8.5 million for a tight end coming off a, a bad season, but somebody that you think could be a Hall of Famer and have several good years left. And we've seen a lot of tight ends stick around in the NFL and play into their mid-30s. Zach just turned 30. So I think there are certain fits for him around the league. Uh, I keep telling people, like, I would love to see Zach with Tampa – uh, and Tom Brady next year in that offense, especially if they move on from Gronk. I mean, he would be a perfect fit there. So I do think that the Eagles will have some potential suitors for Zach Ertz, and they won't have to cut him. I mean, even if you got a fifth or sixth, like you have to be able to get something for a guy as good as Zach Ertz. Definitely. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, you reported just last week that the NFL will not allow in-person workouts for the scouting combine due to the health and safety precautions of the pandemic. Um, so the league just informed teams last week. Are you hearing anything around the league as far as draft evaluators or teams concerned about how this is going to impact their ability to make some decisions during the draft? I think it will. Kelly, I think it'll be when you don't have the one-on-one -on -one 
contact and one-on-one -on -one opportunity to sit down and get to know players and you have to do it through Zoom, it's different uh, or whatever virtual platform they'll be using. It's different. I think that will impact. There's going to be more opportunity for misses than hits this year for that reason. Plus, you don't have the it, – it's it's just so different. And, you know, but the, the same thing, it's an even playing field for everybody. So this it's terrible for the Eagles to be in a crucial draft year where you have 10 picks plus and you have the number six pick in a draft and it's got to be done this way. But it's all the more more reason why, you know, quarterbacks will be revolving doors, coaches will be revolving doors, but you have to hit on your draft picks. That'll never change. Absolutely. And I wanted to say a personal thank you uh, on behalf of the Eagles fan base because of the quality question you asked Jeffrey, Jeffrey Laurie in that press conference the other week uh, after the um, announcement of Peterson being fired. You addressed him about the poor uh, results from the draft over the last decade or so. And, um, you know, so many fans were like, thank you for asking that question because, um, we wanted to hear an answer. He didn't really answer it, but you know, the, the effort was there. The effort was there and I appreciated it. Okay. Um, Thank you. I've heard from yeah. a lot of Eagles people on that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And, and there's been some explanations given better than Jeffrey Lurie's explanation. And uh, it's something that I'm going to take a deep dive into. I'm looking forward to exploring this because I think there's something to what he was trying to say, but he didn't really put it out there. Like we'll look at the Seahawks and go, wow, DK Metcalf and, and Eagles passed on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. But who did Seattle draft in the first round? Was that a bust? You know, like we we picked the good players other teams drafted because that's how we do it. We look in a vacuum, but look at the totality of other teams' drafts. And it, it's a great uh, potential story where you compare and contrast how many teams are hitting, how many teams aren't, what are they doing. But that said, the Eagles got to get better. Yeah, and um, I think one of the things that maybe Lori is feeling is that the guys that we're bringing in aren't being developed well enough by the coaching staff. We certainly see that the team of coaches coming in with Sirianni are um, guys with experience at, you know, the wide receiver uh, coach position, quarterback position, DB position. Um, so an emphasis on, you know, development. The conversation um, that I want to have with you at this moment is the fact that everybody's talking Sirianni being to fix Carson Wentz. I think that so many other players on the team could benefit from his style of offense. So outside of Wentz, do you feel anybody is the biggest winner of uh, the Sirianni hire and why? I think the wide receivers, Kelly, because you look at the wide receivers and they invested a lot into young guys, whether it from Jalen Rieger, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, and he's got a lot of experience with wide receivers, and so do some of the other coaches on his staff that he's put together. Like Kevin Petula, I believe, also has some experience with wide receivers. Like It's hard to keep track. I'm looking down at some of the notes that I took earlier today about that, uh, and the offensive coordinators also work with us. So, that's going to be a major benefit because, like you said, you can't hire a coach just to fix one player, and I don't think they did that. I don't think they did this to appease Carson or just to fix Carson. I believe they hired this coach because they feel he's the best candidate for the job, and, and we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've hit on their coaches, or at least for two years, all of their Jeffrey Lurie's hirings have won between 10 and 13 games within those first two years. So I'm excited to see, can he get that potential from Jalen Rieger? Can he salvage J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? You made a good point because it, it, Lurie and Howie could be thinking, hey, these guys have talent. 
They're not the busts that everybody thinks they are, but this coaching staff hasn't developed them. So maybe another coaching staff can, and and we'll see if that pans out because what if Jalen Rieger develops and maybe he's not Justin Jefferson, maybe he's better, maybe he's equal. Maybe, you know, maybe J.J. Ortega-Whiteside isn't the bust that we all thought he would. Now I'd be shocked if that happens. But <laughs> you've got to give him an opportunity to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times the decision on whether somebody should be crowned or um, torn down is pretty fast in this league. So um, it's hard for some to give people time to develop, but that is just part of the process. And I am certainly hoping that things can get sorted out with Wentz. The offense can get back on track for next year. Um, We're going to have a last place you know, schedule in a pretty bad division. So if the development and the drafting can be on target, we could see a quick turnaround of this organization under Sirianni. And I'm hoping that that's the case. There, There's some talent there. There's a, a group of young players who we look at the, the team winning four games and go, well, they were terrible. But then I go, well, we saw Jack Driscoll. We saw Jordan Maylotta. We saw some of these young guys show flashes of potential and they could be core pieces going forward. So there's hope there. I don't think this team will go from four wins to 10 or 11 in one season, but could they make that progression like they did with Doug? Seven wins, eight wins, six wins, and then 10 or 11. It could happen within a two-year span. But they're going to have to hit on this draft coming up is so important. The development of past drafts and this particular draft, they got to get some Pro Bowl quality players. Absolutely. I thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure to speak with you and finally get a little clarification on some of the the Twitter nonsense and reporting (laughs) and craziness that goes on around everything. So uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, Please subscribe to the Eagles Brawl podcast for more episodes of the Kelly Green Show and Fly Eagles Fly. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Merowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Merowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Merowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at Merowest.com. And service? Merowest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and Merowest's values just go together. Consider Merowest today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.